This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. It was 80 years ago today, May 6, 1942, that U.S. forces surrendered Corregidor, the last American stronghold in the Philippines, to overwhelming Japanese forces. And today's episode consists of two segments on that fateful day. The first is a short snippet of General Jonathan Wainwright's broadcast announcing the surrender. The second segment is a historic reenactment of the final broadcast from the island, and features an interview with Irving Strobing, the radio operator who sent it. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So thanks for listening, and enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Lieutenant General Wainwright. Subject, surrender. It became apparent that the garrisons on their forces would be eventually destroyed by aerial and artillery bombardment and by infantry supported by tanks which have overwhelmed Corregidors. After leaving General Homer with no agreement between us, I decided to accept, in the name of humanity, his proposal. You will therefore be guided accordingly. And will, I think will, surrender all troops under your command to the proper Japanese officers. This decision on my part, it was realized, was forced upon me by means entirely beyond my control. General Douglas MacArthur was ordered to Australia, while Major General Jonathan Wainwright was given the task of delaying defeat for as long as possible. General Wainwright held Bataan until April 8, 1940, when he surrendered to an overwhelming force of 200,000 Japanese troops. But the island fortress of Corregidor held out until May 6th. Then, Army listening posts in Hawaii heard these last drama-packed radio code broadcasts. They are not near yet. We are waiting for God only knows what. How about a chocolate soda? 
Not many. Not near yet. Lots of heavy fighting going on. We've only got about one hour, 20 minutes before... We may have to give up by noon. We don't know yet. They are throwing men and shells at us, and we may not be able to stand it. They have been shelling us faster than you can count. We've got about 55 minutes, and I feel sick at my stomach. I am really low down. They are around now, smashing rifles. They bring in the wounded every minute. It is a horrible sight. We will be waiting for you guys to help. This is the only thing, I guess, that can be done. General Wainwright is a right guy, and we are willing to go on for him. But shells were dropping all night, faster than hell. Damage terrific. Too much for guys to take. Enemy heavy cross-shelling and bombing. They have got us all around and from skies. From here, it looks like firing ceased on both sides. Men here all feeling bad because of terrific nervous strain of the siege. Corregidor used to be a nice place. It's haunted now. Withstood a terrific pounding. Just made broadcast to Manila to arrange meeting for surrender. Talk made by General Beebe. I can't say much. Can't think at all. I can hardly think. Say, I have 60 pesos you can have for this weekend. The white flag is up. Everyone is bawling like a baby. They're piling dead, wounded soldiers in our tunnel. I'm vomiting. Arms weak from pounding tea, long hours. No rest. Short rations. Tired. I know now how a mouse feels. Caught in a trap waiting for guys to come along, finish it up. Got a treat, canned pineapple, opening it with signal core knife. My name, Irving Strobing. Get this to my mother, Mrs. Minnie Strobing, 605 Barbie Street, Brooklyn, New York. They are to get along okay. Get in touch with them soon as possible.
message. My love to Pa, Joe, Sue, Matt, Carrie, Joy, and Paul. Also to all family and friends. God bless them all. Hope they be there when I come home. Tell Joe, wherever he is, give him hell for us. My love, you all. God bless you and keep you. Love. Sign my name and tell my mother how you heard from me. Stand by. The radio operator who sent those dots and those dashes and that fateful message was Corporal Irving Strobing. Now, miraculously, he survived the battle and many years as a Japanese prisoner of war. Very fortunately, he's with us now, and he is to tell us exclusively what happened after that last dot and that last dash were transmitted from Corregidor. Mr. Strobing... Tell us exactly what did happen. Well, Mr. Knight, the transmission was terminated when I was told that a Japanese tank was approaching the mouth of the tunnel. I thought it would be better for me to get further back in. We remained in the tunnel until the Japanese entered and took charge. We were then lined up in Malinta Tunnel itself and in a kneeling position were tapped on the shoulder by a Japanese officer using a saber and thus formally became prisoners of the emperor. You mean even under such circumstances they went to that degree of protocol? It was unexpected, but it did happen. Now, did you ever realize, Mr. Strobing, that your radio message from Corregidor was broadcast all across the country? No, Mr. Knight, uh, I really didn't. I knew that certain portions of it had definitely been received, but had no idea of just what dissemination was being made. What were the conditions, and how did you manage to survive such an ordeal? Well, Mr. Knight, the term of imprisonment lasted 1,216 days. The first portion being spent in the Philippines in a camp at Cabana Tawan until November of 1942, when I was removed to Japan itself. A 27-day voyage in the bottom hold of a Japanese freighter. Upon our arrival in Japan on the 27th of November in 42, I was put to work on a construction project, excavating by hand what was to be a dry dock and later pouring the concrete. After about a year and a half, I was transferred to another camp where we made little rocks out of big ones and also stoked the furnaces in a Japanese steel mill, and that lasted until September 5th, 1945, when we were liberated and returned to the United States. Mr. Strobing, if I remember correctly, while you were still on Corregidor, you tried very hard to get a message through to your mother. Tell us about that, will you? Well, the final transmission from Corregidor was a message to my mother and the other members of my family. It was received in Honolulu and relayed to Washington, and the Army was good enough to have a colonel deliver it 
at home. Mr. Strobing, you're a very lucky man, and we're ever so grateful to you for being with us today. <laughs> 